right, so we are back. So what we are going to do tonight, let me get my paperwork up here. We are going to be talking about how Jesus dealt with demons. The introductory starts in Mark 1. And it goes from 21 to 29. So we're going to read what the Zolevi Bible has to say. It says, Jesus drove out demons out an evil spirit. Because they went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, or Shabbat, the Shur of Jesus went into the synagogue or grouping. Uh, some say Shiva, but, and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching. Because he taught them as one who had authority. So, in order to cast out a demon or to deal with a demon, we've got to go back to the principles of Jesus dealing with demons, with authority. we got to tell him, get out of here. Not as a teacher of the law. We can't use the law to run demons that don't work, because they argue. Just in a man in their, in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil evil or in Greek unclean spirit cry out so spirits cry out I don't care if it's in music physically in a person or an actual demonic entity walking on the street they cry out they have some form of cry I've, I've heard it I've seen it even in music this is what do you want with us 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 they say us Jesus of Nazarene, Nazarite, or Yeshua, the Nazar, Nazarite, or Bereshit, or um, Nazir. Have you come to destroy us? They want to fight. I know who you are. So they know who a person is that has authority. The Holy One or the Anointed One of Israel. So they know if somebody has the anointing, they run, they avoid, they curse, they sneer, they name call. I've had it happen many times. And then he says, be quiet. And Yeshua sternly come out of him. So there's our authority. When someone approaches us with a demon or we see a demon in a place that is, how do I say lightly, intruding in a home or walking the streets or talking in the environment, we are to say, be quiet, come out. Okay. The evil spirit shook the man violently. And came out of him with a shriek. They run, they scream, they holler, they do everything. My husband did it. He was screaming downstairs for two hours after I said, slap one cheek and then the other. I used the Bible. <clears throat> Go on here. The people were all, all so amazed that they asked each other, what is 
this. Okay. So we're seeing people looking at one another and saying, where did this come from? How did it happen? What happened? A new teaching with authority. And it's been the same teaching for the last 6,000 years. A new teaching with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. We've got to remember in context, this is Yeshua or Jesus, who is the Father or the representation of the Father on earth in human form. But it goes on. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Galilee in Hebrew means exactly what it means. It means harp. Harp-like. The region of the harp-like. Region of singing. Okay, 29 states. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went to James and John, to the home of Simon and Andrew. Jesus and many healings was where it ends. Then we go on to Matthew or Mark again, 139. So we go over a page. It talks about him. So he traveled throughout Galilee or the place of the harp again, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. So we see through the whole passage, they don't read the whole passage that he is expelling evil spirits the same way as is in Peter. And we see it throughout the book of Matthew and Mark and whatever that he's doing the same thing. Um, the important point to observe, okay, in Mark 1, you know, Mark 1, 27 and 28 was the way Jesus dealt with the demon with most with the most original and striking feature of his whole ministry. Uh, he also performed miracles of healing, provision, and control over forces of nature, raising the dead, etc. But all these had occurred in the ministry of the Old Testament believers, such as Moshe, Yahshua, uh, Elijah, and Elisha. Uh, demons are preferred to, referred to in the Old Testament quite frequently. You find them in Leviticus 17.1, which I will read these, Deuteronomy 32.17, and Psalms 106.36 and 37. So let's go look at these. Uh, we'll go to Leviticus first. Leviticus 17, and you just heard a car pass, by the way. Growling. Uh, 17 7. Let's check something here, real quick, see if we've got time. Ah, we've got plenty of time. Um, Leviticus 17 7 says this They must no longer offer any other sacrifices to goat idols in reference to demons uh, or snakes to whom they prostitute themselves. This, this is to be a lasting ordinance. 
for them and for their generations to come, an ordinance. So even in the Old Testament, they talked about casting out demons. So let's go to Deuteronomy 3.2. Good. My favorite verse. It proves a point. 32. 17 states. They sacrifice to demons which are not gods. Gods they have not known. Gods they recently appeared out of nowhere. Gods your fathers did not fear. And there it is there. Gods your fathers did not fear. So we are not to fear these things. But there are those that worship them. I find it interesting that the Democrats brought up a, a, a prayer as said a woman. The worship of a woman. Who's a woman? I thought it was a man. Hmm. Interesting. It's idol worship. And it tells us here we're not supposed to do it. They're demons. Interesting. So let's go on to Psalms 106, 36, and 37. Let's see what it says. They worshiped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. So here we go. Jesus cast out demons out of a human being that was worshiping idols. And it's talking about it right here. So let's go to three and see what it says. The people of Yeshua's day or Jesus' day recognize the reality of demons and practice some form of exorcism. Um, and that's Matthew 12, 27 and Acts 19, 13 and 14. So let's go look at that. We're going to go to Matthew first. Uh, Matthew 12. And we are going to 27. And if they drive out demons in Barazabad, or the Lord of the Flies, by whom do you drive your people drive them out. So then they will be your judge. So, someone who tries to drive out demons in Barazabub are themselves being judged. Interesting that in my prophetic gift, I hear things in music saying I'm worshiping a demon, but yet I know otherwise it's not. I feel the feelings. If it's a demon, I feel nothingness. I'd feel alone. I would feel insecure. I'd, I wouldn't be here talking. I'd be double-minded. Matt. There goes somebody with a demon in him, possibly, who knows? Knuckle judge him. 
but they're not going to distract me with music. Um, I wouldn't be hearing people doing the things they're doing outside and not focusing on what's coming. And you heard they're listening to music. I don't judge music at all. So let's go to Acts. And we're going to 19, 13, and 14. And we're going to see in 13 and 14 right here. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Adonai Yeshua or Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. Interesting. They would say, in the name of Yeshua, whom Paul preaches. So they're, they're, they're using Paul as a type of a, you know, thing here. And in the name of Yeshua, which we're supposed to use, but then they put Paul in it, idolizing. I command you to come out. Come out. Seven sons of Shiva, Shekeva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. And you're going later to hear. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm doing something. Uh, they were doing this. Well, no, come on. Life as usual. They were doing this. So I'm going to take a break, get my husband's ice, and I'll be right back. All right, so I come back. I had to get some ice for my husband. We're going to pick up where we left off. So, we get Acts 13 and 14, and then it goes on to say, but with authority with which Jesus cast out demons was completely new. This was a completely new subject to the disciples. We see that Jesus they knew. Paul, they knew. But these people, they knew not. Knew not that they were unsaved. That's what it means. To cast out a demon, you can't be unsaved. You have to be saved to do it. Because spirits run from saved people. I can testify my husband, I get it. And I heard him downstairs after I cast him out of the house. Now I'm dealing with the same issue again. I have insight in things. So let's go on to see Matthew 12, 28. What happens to Jesus or Yeshua in context of himself again. Matthew 12, 28. 
we'll go to 12. 28. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So to drive out demons, the kingdom of God is upon you. And then he says, Jesus himself described this as the open clash of two spiritual kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Interesting. So to cast out a demon in an area, you're casting, you're, you're clashing with God and, and Satan, dark and light, day and night, the great divide, uh, earth, the sky, sea, and sky. The analogy the Bible uses. So let's go to Mark. We're going to go to 312 and then 5, 6, and 13. So we'll go to Mark. And read because it says here at the time Jesus spoke directly to demons and they to him compare in Mark and we're going to compare it in Mark here uh, 3 11 and 12 Let's see what it says here it says whenever the evil spirits saw him it says unclean again um, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son. They recognized him as God and the Son. Get that, the Father of God, or Yahuwah. Or put it together in Hebrew terms, Yahshua, Yahuwah, or Yahuwah, Yahshua is what they're saying. But he gave them strict orders not to tell who he was. So he told them, shut up. They knew who he was. They knew who that person was. But yet, it didn't work. So let's go to 5, 6, 3, 13 and see later what happens. Okay, so we're going to go to 6. And when he saw... Yeshua, from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees before him. Interesting. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Yeshua, or Jesus, son of the Most High God, or the father of the Most High God? Anyway, put it, swear to God, or Yahuwah, you are, won't torture me. So here's a man that has a demon in him. And he's not wanting to be tortured. For Yeshua was saying to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Mm -hmm. So let's go on and see. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? So you're supposed to command the spirit to come out and give it its name. My name is Legion. Sound familiar? He replied, For we are many. And he begged Yeshua, or Jesus, again and again, not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs feeding on the nearby hill. We'll go on and see what happens. The demons begged 
Yeshua Jesus. Send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. Unclean animals. He begged them permission. He gave them permission and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. He heard about 2,000 in number rushed down the steep banks into a lake and were drowned. So, we see in this verse that demons can possess animals. And I've seen it many times that demons can possess animals. So, we're going to go ahead. But there is no New Testament pattern for holding lengthy conversations with them. They're very short. So, we're going to go back to Mark one twenty six. Well, we started before in Mark. One twenty-six. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. So they fell down before him and they cried out. That's what it means. Roughly speaking, uh, they went wacko. Something here. We don't have much more. Um, okay, now we're going to Mark nine twenty. And then we'll see what happens here in Mark twenty and then twenty six and twenty seven. It says, "So they brought him with the spirit." When, when the spirit saw, sure, Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion, epileptic fit. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth, foaming, epilepsy, epileptic fit, craziness, some people call it. Let's go on, it's 26 and 27, see, the spirit shrieked, convulsing him violently. And came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that that many said he's dead. So when someone has a demon in them, they look like a corpse. The yeah, dead. Um, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Right. So when you see somebody with a demon, they look like a corpse. If they're demon possessed. Okay, so the boy wallowed for and frothed at the mouth. The demon cried out and tore him. Tore him. To deliver him, he looked like a dead person. They drained the energy of the body, the life force. There you go. Okay, let me check something here. Okay, we're fine. We're within limit. Okay, so we've seen that. Now we're going to go to Acts 8. With shrieking evil, okay, E explains unclean again. Uh, let's see here. Spirits came out of many and many 
were paralyzed and crippled were healed. So now we're seeing here a similar manifestation in the ministry of Philip in Samaria. Okay, so let's go to Mark 1, 25 and 26. Okay, here we go. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Yeshua or Jesus. It's talking about the birth of the king. Jesus never commanded demons to go out of people. Um, let's see, that was the wrong one. It wasn't Matthew, it was Mark. Sorry there, it wasn't the right section. Check back. We're going to go right where we need to here. Okay. Here's the right verse. There we go. Be quiet. Yeshua said sternly, come out of them. We've already read this. The spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek again. The people were all amazed. We've read this already. This is reframing. Jesus never commanded the demon to go to hell. With a pit. He just told him to come out. Uh, Luke 8, 31 and 33. First time Luke has come up. In this one, we see Jesus left demons free to enter into any other body that were available to them. So we are looking at Luke 8, 31. Let's see. And they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. So another section. A large herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Yeshua to let them go into them. And he gave them permission. So these demons latched on. Again, we see the pigs. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs. And the herd rushed down the hill, a steep bank, into a lake, and was drowned. So we see the same analogy as before with the pigs here. It's plain. Jesus never commanded the demons to go to hell, but they went into other animals. Uh, Jesus left the demons free to enter into any other body that were available to them. Including animals. Okay, so let's go to Revelations 20. And we'll see the retribution that happens to someone with a demon in them. So we'll go look at three. And here's where we pick up modern times. He threw them into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep them from deceiving the nations 
anymore until a thousand years was ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. She's talking about Satan, the thousand year uh, block or lockup. And we go to 10. And the evil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets had been thrown, they all being tormented day and night forever and ever. And there's sometimes I hear things outside. It could be the gates of hell, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, but I hear things, spiritually speaking. Um, we'll go on and read this. It says, There is a time ordained when evil spirits will be bound and punished. That's what Derek talked about. Okay? So we're going to go back to Matthew 8, 29. What do they do? What do you do with us, Son of God or the Father? They shout, Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Both Jesus and the demons recognized that this time had not yet come. Okay, so let's talk about revelations. Uh, there will be an appointed time and appointed place that things will take their course. I'll explain revelations. You got to understand that it has a reciprocal pattern. It goes in circle seasons. Jewish seasons. To understand that, you got to go and study a lot of other people that know this. Um, and I've had the privilege of studying under some of these people. So let's go to Mark 121 to 26. We've already done. We'll go to 39. We've already done 21 through 26. I'm going straight to 39. So, he traveled through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. We've already talked about that. Jesus combined his casting out of demons with his normal ministry of preaching and teaching in the public places of worship. This was nothing like the atmosphere of the psycho-eccentric consultating rooms or couches. Interesting he should say. Many people think casting out something or taking care of something is going to psychi uh, a psychiatrist, the councils, the couch room. Jesus didn't do that. He just, right there it is. And come out or else. Interesting. Let's go to Luke. And I, I've been many psychiatrists and around many psychiatrists. And I don't deal with them very well. Um... They think pushing pills is all that's required, and there's no spirit involved in removing the problem. Get it? Okay, Luke 13. Thirteen. Thirty-two. He replied, go tell the fox. I will drive out the demons and heal people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. 
Ooh. Together with healing, this continues through his whole ministry. So he's saying, go tell the fox. The fox is like a demon. I will drive out the demons. So he's saying, tell the fox. I'm going to drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. Complete his time. Now let's go to Luke uh, 4, 40 and 41. We're doing a comparison here now of Luke 40, 41. Uh, Luke 4, uh, 40 and 41. And when the sun was set, setting, the people brought to to Yeshua or Jesus, all who had various kinds of sicknesses, and laid his hands on each one and healed them. More demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God, or Yahuwah Yeshua is what it's referring to, or Jesus the Christ. Christ, Jesus God Christ is what it means. But he can't, he, he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because he, they knew he was. The anointed one of Christ. That's what we're looking at here. It's talking about his anointing. Uh, yeah. Or Messiah or the anointed one. Okay. It says at the time Yeshua or Jesus laid hands on people who had demons. Compared to Matthew 8, 6. Which we read earlier. Or 16. Up here. Uh, which we'll go to 8, 16. And see what it says real quickly. In comparison. Eight sixteen. When evening came, many who were demon possessed were brought to him. He drove out the spirits with words of and healing all the sick. So he used words. Uh, that's a comparison. Again, they elaborate on Luke and Mark. Again, uh, let's look at Matthew. 14, 8.14 And when Jesus came into Peter's house, so he was in Peter's house when this happened, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with fever. Okay. He tore, touched her hand, and the fever left her. She got up and began to wait on him. Interesting. Jesus laid hands on Peter's mother-in-law and he rebuked the fever. Um, we'll go to Luke 4. Luke 4, 28. All the people in the synagogues were purest when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the borough of a hill on which they town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. So they wanted to kill him because he killed Peter's mother. Interesting. <coughs> Have you ever had somebody want to kill you or something you've done right? I've had a lot of things happen to me that people have done to mistreat me. 
Okay, so let's go to Luke 13, 11, and 13. Another car just went by, torturing me. We want to see what Jesus says here. Uh, on Luke 11 through 13. And it says, And a woman, one, a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. Okay. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, Yeshua saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. He spoke to the infirmity. Then he pushed his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised Yahuwah. Interesting. There's praise involved. So we see Jesus laid hands on a woman with a spirit of infirmity, a devil, a demon, a den. So let's go to Timothy, and before we do a more check for that, okay, I'm going to cut this one for five minutes, and we will finish the remaining, and then I'll group this together with music, and you'll have it, and then we'll do the next half. Okay, up we go. All right, here in the background, normal life, I took a little bit of a rest, so we're going to start where we left off. So before I start... Um, we was on Luke 13, yeah, Luke 13, 11, and 13. We'll, we'll go to First Timothy 5.22. Now, this segment's going to be divided in two segments. You'll have segment two and segment three of, um, let's see, again. Yeah. Of the uh, how Jesus dealt with demons, and it is a segment all its own. Six hundred and two will be divided into two segments. That's what I've decided because it's quite large. And then tomorrow we'll do the nature and activity of demons, uh, which is also known as Diablos. So let's go to Second First Timothy. First Timothy 5.22. If you want to read in your Bibles like we did before, go ahead. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands. So when you run demons, you're to lay hands on people. And do not share in the sin of others. Keep yourself pure. So keep a reverent mind is what it means and heart. If you feel something's bothering you, separate yourself and pray about it. That's what it means. So let's go to Mark 121, 23 we read. Um, we'll go back to Mark here. 
And it says here, Jesus laid hands on a woman with an infirm spirit. And then laying hands should always be done with caution. Do prayer before you lay hands. That's what it means. Okay. Many times people lay hands on people without first consulting the Father on anything. Um, and they do a lot of things. Um, I've never laid hands on anyone. I usually talk to them. If they want it, then I'll do it. But I'm not going to lay it nilly-willy. So we're going to Mark 1, 21. Mark 1. Matthew. Here it is. Then they went to Capernaum. We read this before where it's talking about the teachers of the law, the synagogue, and what happened with the evil spirits. Let's go to 5 6. And when Jesus and when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell at his knees in front of him. So same analogy uh, in the case of a child. See it goes on. Normally those who need deliverance has to submit themselves to the ministry of Jesus, or Yeshua. So they submit themselves to you to help them remove a demon. That's what they did with Jesus. They submitted themselves to remove the problem. That's saying. So now we're going to go to Mark 9, 22 and 23 and see what that says. You can hear in the background of my family. It says, uh, see, 20, if you can, said Yeshua or Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. And 23 goes, that's 23. We'll go up here to 22. And then we'll read the whole thing. It says, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. This is talking about a demon, uh, naturally speaking. Um, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Um, and if you can't, says Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. So you must believe. You must pray prior to a service. And then this person must approach you before you lay hands on them. You just don't approach a person and say, demon, be gone. There's a certain way of doing things, and normally those who need deliverance have to submit themselves first before you give deliverance. Compared to Mark 7, just a chapter back, um, 20 through 30, 25 through 30, so let's go here, and it goes to say, in fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed of an evil spirit or demon came up and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, was Greek, Gentile, born in Samaria, Syria, Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her child. What's saying? 
First let the child eat all they want, he told her. So let the person eat their food. For it is not right to take the child's bread and toss it to the dogs. Let it read the word. Let it absorb the word. Let it do the word. Uh, and then she goes on to say, okay, so we're reading 9 through 23, and we just finished that. Just actually, no, it's Mark. Uh, we finished with 26. We're going to 27. 28, it says, Yes, Adonai, or Lord, she replied, but even the dogs under the table eat the child's crumbs. So even a dog can hear the word, or a demon can hear the word and eat the crumbs, but it doesn't guarantee that that person will get rid of the demon. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she believed in faith that demon would be removed. He didn't approach the house. He wanted a faith-believing. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. So he spoke to her and she approached him. Even a dog eats crumbs. Talking about the demon even eats people up spiritually. And the demon come out. It left because of the words that Jesus said. So now we're going to go to Matthew. We're going to taste of a child with a demon. Jesus required faith on the part of the parent. And you're comparing the two contrasts. So let's go to Matthew now. It's still in the New Testament. 8.16. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out spirits with a word of word and healing of the sick. So here we go again, seeing that compared in Mark 1.39, which we read, most of those who Yeshua, Jesus delivered from demons, were religious Jews, forbidden ever to practice witchcraft or adultery. They were normal people, either criminals nor insane. Neither criminals nor yet Jesus cast out many thousands of demons out of them. Demons can take many forms from sickness to greed, according to this. Uh, and they can even manifest in human form. I'd get in there. And believe me, I've seen it. Um, I'm not going to say what I see, but I've seen it. Okay, so now we're going to go to Mark 5. Um, Mark 5, 18-21. And Jesus was getting into the boat. The man who had been demon-possessed begged, begged to go with him. So after these people were freed of the demons, they wanted to follow Jesus in faith. Yeshua, or Jesus, did not let him, but said, go home to your family and tell them how much the, that the Adonai has done for you and how he has mercy on you. 
to Adonai, or Lord. So the man went away and began to tell in the decropolis how much, now see the decropolis, or ten cities, ten cities, how much Yeshua, or Jesus, had done for him, and all the people were amazed. There you go. Okay, a dead girl and a sick woman. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. So we see a crowd of people involved here. So let's go to Luke 8, 1 through 3. After this, Yeshua, Jesus traveled about, about from one town to another, from one town, I see, okay, from one town and village to another, proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of Yahuwah, which is his good news. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdala, from whom seven demons had been casted out, Joanne, the wife of Cuz, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support him out of their own means. So he had believers that were supporting him in the endeavor they were doing. Okay, so we read that. It says, Jesus encouraged those who were delivered from demons to testify of their deliverance, and they were not ashamed to do so, compared to Mark 16.9. So let's go to Mark 16.9 and see what it says. Sixteen we're going to look at it in comparison. It says, When Yeshua rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdala, out of whom he had driven seven demons. That's quite a bit. Seven demons. This is in comparison to the other one where he encouraged those to be delivered from demons. She wasn't encouraged. Jesus just did whatever he had to do. Who knows what happened? It's not really explaining here other than this was the resurrection of Jesus and she's seen her master. Rabboni, master. So let's go to K, which is Matthew 10, 1 through 8. And it says, he called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil and again unclean spirits and to cure every kind of disease and sickness. There are the names of the 12 apostles, Simon, who was called Peter or Kiefer, and his brother Andrew, James or James or Yaakov, son of Zebedee, and his brother John or John. Philip 
Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Aphilus, Theodos, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. Okay, the twelve Yeshua sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach these messages. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely. Okay, so be grieved is just talking about leprosy or sin. Um, freely you have received, freely given. He never, in this passage, he never sent anyone out to preach the gospel without casting out demons. What it's pointing to. Okay. Let's go to Luke 10, 17. The... 72 returned with joy and said, Adonai, O Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. You must use the full context of the name, Yahuwah, Yeshua. There you go. Mark 3. So we're looking at Mark 3, 14, 15. He appointed 12, designated them as apostles. Apostles are B. We're designating them as apostolites, is what it says. That they might be with him, and that they that he might send them out to preach, and have authority to drive out demons. So here we go again, authority with demons. So now we're going to go to 6, 12 and 13, which makes a good point. On what they were doing. They went out and preached. The people should repent. So. They go out and preach. Repentance. Repentance comes with casting out demons. Okay. So we're going to look at this. And they drove out many demons. And anointed many sick people with oil. And healed them. Interesting. They used temple oil. Okay. Let's go to. 16 now. And remember, it's more than just a bottle of oil, but it's a spirit also that anoints. So you have two factors. So let's go to 16, 15, and 18. Sixteen again, fifteen and eighteen. 
He said to them, Go into the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And those and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Let's talk about demons again. And they will drink deadly poison. In other words, they will get retribution. And it will not hurt them at all. And they will place their hands on the sick and they will be well. Okay, so Jesus never sent anyone out to preach the gospel without commissioning them to cast out demons. And then we'll go look at John compared to John 14 and 12. The final comparison. Which is quite interesting they would say that. Uh, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do every every great thing that these, because I am do, going to the Father, who is the Father. To understand the Jewish context, you got to look. The Father trains the Son. His name is Yahuwah, Yeshua. Elohim with the Spirit. And then you take and combine that name, and it gives a full name. So you got Father, Son, Spirit, and then you've got the name. You got the four quadrant, the calling of the blood. You have the three quadrant in believing, with the fourth being the name, or Jesus Christ, God. There you go. Um, and we've read that, and I've completed. Tonight's round of Drake. And this will be divided into sections. You'll have section one and section two. Two is the biggest section. Three will be done in a smaller section. I think most of it is talking about uh, the nature and the activity of demons, what they do. Angels have wings. Demons do not have wings. They have another form. It talks about the nature and so forth. I might touch this in the next episode. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping to do two episodes. Um, this one will be in two episodes tonight. I'll do three tomorrow. You'll have A and B, so you'll have the completed of this, and then I'm going to be doing the other half and maybe post it so it'll be all up and running. But I encourage you um, immensely, um, learn, study on your own accord, and do what you need to do. Um, what can I say? I've had a wonderful evening. I'll do the next episode, and it'll be arranged. Um, what can I say? I'm going to do about a 30-minute rest, and then I'll get it done. It only takes about 20 minutes to do. 
Um, we've talked a lot about what Drake discusses as how Jesus or Yeshua approached demons. So what's the question of how demons get into people? In my experience, I've seen a lot of things online, a lot of crazy things, a lot of appearances, poltergeists, people call it all that. It's just demons. And demons can do a lot. And they are just as visual as the horror is. Have you ever imagined the, the Dragon of Revelations, what it looks like? Or seen it? Interesting. Seven heads, ten horns. People think it's a dragon like you see in mythology. It's not. It's serpentine. It's a snake. The Bible describes Lucifer and Jezreel as serpentine. There's many places in the Bible it's called Leviathan and Lilith combined. It's interesting that the concept of that is shown. There's many forms of Ishtar with snakes or a woman, which is worshipped. So you have a history in the Middle East that still brews in culture since Nimrod. Um, and it's in the world, um, many. We have the Antichrist spirit in the world right now, moving, shaking, and groaning. Um, who knows what will happen? I am not going to elaborate on that. I'm not going to touch. But I'm going to say to you guys, I love you guys. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. And pray for each individual American person that is a believer. Um, I don't, I'm not going to pray for the current administration. I don't think for believers, honestly. Uh, they don't show it. And people don't support them. They're walking away from them. With Biden's polling right now, it's astronomical. He's in the 30s, and he still thinks he's the king. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm seeing so much right now with wars and rumors of wars, plagues going everywhere. I'm going to do a segment on that, touching back the last 21 years of things that has happened. But people are tracing these things. It's going to be amazing. Um, that will be next week. I'll also be touching on Zola 11th. And I'm going to divide the segments, Zola's thoughts, and a current situation that's going on with Israel wanting them to a two-state solution, which Trump didn't have a two-state solution. He had one state. That was it. Um, they're wanting to split Israel in half again, and it's not going to happen. It's going to lead to war, the Gog and Magog war, if they continue pressing this astronomical thing. Um, I pray that we make it through it to the end. That unsightly uh, thing. Uh, make it to the end i've had enough i'm gonna say adieu to you guys i love you guys and god bless and before i do that 
we'll do another color reading with prayer. So this is from Matthew 6, 34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. There's my prayer. Amen. And I love you guys. I'm going to take a break for a while, and I'll be back very soon. Um, have a wonderful evening. I love you guys. Bye.